Hi, I'm Carrie. And I'm Jade. And we're the Curly Critics, and today we're talking about Netflix's Dash and Lily. <laughs> yeah. So, Dash and Lily came out on Netflix on November 10th, 2020. It has Bless. eight episodes. It was based on a book called Dash and Lily's Book of Dares by Rachel Cohn and David Leviathan. David Leviathan. That's fine. And it stars Austin Abrams as Dash and Midori Francis as Lily. Yay! <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Literally, so I'm wearing my old Toys R Us uniform. <laughs> yeah. This vest I made out of a red undershirt, and I wore it for Back to the Future Day at school, and decided, like, Lily makes her own things, I'm gonna wear my own thing, and it matches. And, sad, I'm not wearing my Santa hat. What's the deal? Why why are you like this, Jade? Crazy. Because I did my little pins, like she does the pins in her hair, because I love that for her. I couldn't find silver pins anywhere. Like, they just do not exist, so I bought clear ones and painted them, because I'm crazy. Anyways. Okay, so I watched this show. <laughs> I saw it on Nick Jonas's Instagram story because he was a producer and I was like oh that looks fun and then I was moving out of college and I was like oh I'll watch this and I watched the whole thing in one day which honestly for me is not that surprising I watched all of Gilmore Girls in three weeks so I'm like a master of binge watching yeah but also it's only eight episodes yeah, it's only eight about episodes. 20 minutes long so like it was easy I could have easily done it anyone can easily done it but I did it and it was really good and I was like oh this is nice and then I, like, kind of told Jade about it, and then she was like, hey, did you watch this, right? And then she watched it, and she, like, fell in love with it. Like, <laughs> to the point of obsession to, we're doing a Secret Santa with friends from high school, and she put it on as her favorite TV show. <laughs> Listen, you didn't have to call me out like that, but, yeah. <laughs> I just want the viewers to know where this is gonna go. <laughs> Yeah, if we end up fighting at some point, it's because I'm insane. I texted her and said that I was going to be super critical on this just because I know she's so in love with it and I wanted to create drama. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm not ready. My heart isn't ready. I've already watched it all the way through twice. Yeah, me too. It's only, well, for me, it's only been like a week. Yeah, I watched it, was it like November 18th? I like, watched it for the first time, and then Jade got obsessed, and then she's like, let's do it for the podcast. And so then I watched it again, like, two days ago. <laughs> I finished it there today. Was, there was no question about whether or not we were doing it. Like, of course. It's perfect. Okay, I'm gonna get my initial thoughts first, because... Okay, perfect. <laughs> so, I was watching it, and I thought it was really dumb. <laughs> like, I really enjoyed it, but I was like, this is so dumb like in a like this is super cheesy and stupid kind of dumb way very like hallmark-esque but like better yeah. than a hallmark movie so that's okay, what I was... i'm gonna let you finish it's fine it's fine i gotta relax so i <laughs> but i really really enjoyed it like i watched all of it in one sitting and i love dash with my whole heart he's perfect 
But I told Jade, I just went, it's not very critically good. Like, it's fun and entertaining, but it's not critically good. And then I watched it again. And it's so much better than I thought it was. Like, thematically, I was... We're going to talk about this, but I was, like, analyzing Edgar and Sophia as characters, and I was like, oh, this is actually kind of deep. Yeah. And I went, oh, so maybe this isn't bad. And then I looked up the Rotten Tomatoes score, and it has a 100% critic score for season one, and, like, an 87 oh. audience score. And well, I that went, just totally ruined our thing for later, but... Well, we don't usually do it for TV shows. Oh, yeah. You're right, you're right. So, I just... Oh, my gosh. Went... 100. Maybe I was wrong. And I read a review, and all of them, they're all very positive, and it's just, it's entertaining, it's fun, it's a little quirky. It Because it's a limited series and not a movie, they could do more character development and more plot development, and, like, a four... Like, it's like a four-hour movie, as opposed right. to an hour-and-a-half Christmas movie. So... My thoughts are, in the second watch, my score, my, like, my personal score went up a lot. Yeah, I don't think anything changed from the first to second, just because I did watch them so close together. Um, if anything, I just noticed little details more. That's really it. I didn't go super into analysis or anything, unlike Carrie's essay about Edgar and Sophia. It's a thousand words. <laughs> Two people can play the calling out game. <laughs> I just, I like doing that. I like analyzing things. And it really helped me understand how I felt about the show to write it out. Yeah. Numero uno Oh, 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 wait, wait, wait. I was going to say the plot of the show. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so, basically, the plot of the show is a girl, Lily, puts a red notebook in the Strand in New York City, a bookstore... And it has a list of dares in it that are like, look at this book and write down what this word. And it asks a question and then it turns into a game where Dash finds it and he goes around the bookstore and he finds all the things and then he responds and then they're writing back and forth through a notebook. And so it's just their journey of daring each other in this notebook. Yes. That's the plot. <laughs> yep. It It is as good as it sounds. My mom watched the trailer on Netflix earlier, and she went, this looks depressing, and I went, no, 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 it's it's really good, mom. <laughs> I need to watch the trailer again. What the heck? Mom, please. Moms, am I right, ladies? Okay. <laughs> okay, so then the first episode is called Dash. Yes. And it's about Dash's perspective for fighting the book. My gosh, I love the filmography. I love how this show is done. Like, it's, it goes back and forth between their points of view. So the entire first episode is about Dash mm -hmm. and what he sees and experiences. So you're wondering, like, who is this Lily girl? What does she look like? What, how is her personality? And you get to find out about her just through his eyes and then it goes, the next episode is Lily, and she's not at all what you or he thought she was like. And it's fantastic, just 
every little piece of filmography, every song that's put in, this soundtrack is fantastic. It's so good. Oh my gosh. Find it on Spotify. It's just a bunch of fan-made playlists and it's fantastic. Oh, it's so good. <sighs> I really love the fact that whenever they read the letter, like when they river they read the notebook, it's the other person's voice. Yeah. Like playing. This is like at this point they haven't met, but we as the audience know who the other people are, and so we can hear them read what's happening, and I thought that was a really good choice. Yeah. And Lily doesn't even find out Dash's name until the like sixth episode. Episode seven. Seven. Like it's so long. He finds out hers in episode two. It's because his name is Dash. And he tells right. her that if I told you my name, you could figure out who I was too easy. Because it's really unique. Right. But still, like, that just shows... It's just written so well. <sighs> so good. Okay. Um. Your notes? I guess that was one first... of your notes. Continue. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yes. <laughs> Literally, probably one of the best quotes in the entire thing. Dash, love of my life, goes, Christmas, it's the most detestable time of the year. <laughs> Which is- Iconic. When we first start noticing dissension between Dash and Lily, because Lily is obsessed with Christmas. Yeah. And in her episode, she just goes on and on about all these things that are happening at Christmas, at all of the Christmas traditions she does, and then Dash is like, Christmas is the most detestable time of the year. <sighs> it's fantastic. Oh my gosh. Uh, let's see. I thought it was really funny. So one of the clues, um, one of the answers to one of the clues was the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. And did you read that one? Uh, yeah, I've that's the only one I've read. Okay, so even in the movie, I've read it and watched it, but literally Santa gives one of the kids a knife. And it's so funny. And they make so many jokes about it. They're like, if you thought the weirdest part of this book was Santa giving a kid a knife, you were right. <laughs> I was like, yes, it's so good. One of the things that I thought was crazy about that is that he's going around the bookstore looking for these books, and he's holding the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, and this girl that he goes to high school with, Priya, shows up, and is like, oh, I'm looking for a present for my sister. She likes fantasy, and Dash gives her the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, and it was so bizarre to me, an idea that, a t like, a child has not read that book. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was like, yeah... If, if she's obsessed with adventure and fantasy, how has she not read that? But I also feel like Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe is a lot bigger of a deal in Christian sectors than it is outside of a Christian sector. Yeah. Because C.S. Lewis is right. C.S. Lewis. Like, we read The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe for the first time in second grade in my Sunday school class. Oh. Like, our teacher read aloud to us in class. So, like, we have a different childhood than, like... Priya's family would. Right. But it's still weird to me because I like we read it in second grade in class, but I forgot about it. And then I read it again probably a couple years ago, but I like knew about it. Mm-hmm. 
I don't. It doesn't click. It doesn't it would, make sense to it me. It feels to me like if any teenager now had never read Harry Potter. Uh. <laughs> Again, different <It's> sectors. Like... <laughs> <laughs> but... Uh... Narnia is just so popular to me that it feels like it has the same cultural relevance as Harry Potter does. Yeah. But for our parents. That's so weird. That was a complete sidetrack. <laughs> um, continuing on. Speaking of songs. Okay, you know, one of the other dares that Lily has Dash do is stand up on a stage and read the lyrics to a song. And this song, I had never heard it before. It's it's called River You've by Joni Mitchell. No, I had never heard it. Okay, I I say that, but I heard it for the first time in The Politician on Netflix where Ben Platt sang it, so oh, that was like last boy. year. That's yeah. There's a so lot to unpack I'd... there because the Ben Platt was singing river about a guy named river but oh that's not the point it just pops up in a playlist i have saved every once in a while and i'm like oh yeah <laughs> it's a really beautiful song Weird. yeah it's fantastic and i was like wow this song is, it's pretty good i've never heard it it's really pretty and the way he dramatically read it in the bookstore i was like oh my gosh i'm in love with you like <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's unfortunate for me. But what's funny is my dad likes watching, um, like, PBS music festivals that they just randomly put on, just random festivals from the 70s. And I'm like, okay, this is weird. And one of them was Joni Mitchell. And he's obsessed with her. Like, completely head over heels obsessed. And so the second time I watched it, I was like, this kind of sounds like this lady my dad's obsessed with. And I looked the song up and was like, oh, that would be why. <laughs> it because is. it's literally her. <laughs> and now the song has been stuck in my head for like a week. So, so I'm suffering. It's fine. I only know the first two lines. <laughs> oh my gosh. Jada. But that song is just so... The way she changes jingle bells... Anyways, enough. Enough. It's fine. Um, Another Dash quote, because obviously... She's sending me into a department store right before Christmas. Clearly her sadism knows no bounds. Yeah, so Dash responds and asks for her name, pretty much. Mm -hmm. And Lily goes, if you want my name, you're going to have to work for it. So he sends her, she sends him into a Macy's department store to get her name from Santa. It doesn't go well. That's probably one of my favorite scenes from the first episode. Literally. <laughs> he, like, beats up an elf. Santa, you're hurting me. <laughs> kids are watching because <laughs> he goes in and santa's like lily's family friend yeah and i think he's her actual uncle it's possible yeah. they could like call him uncle sal but i don't know if that's an i actually 
uncle or oh, like a yeah. family friend uncle thing. Mm-hmm. Lily just seems to know everybody. It's very weird. Yeah. For somebody who never leaves her house, she sure does know a lot of people. <laughs> it started snowing when he found out her name, and that made me want to die. I was like, that is so sweet. Okay. <sighs> it also started snowing in episode f- four, five, whenever he sees the believe sign. Yes! So now I'm like, every time Dash has some major self-discovery, it snows. Oh my gosh. I love him. Because I think it's also snowing at the very end. Yeah. Yep, it starts snowing then. Snow is magical. (laughs) Thanks, Lorelai. This is the second week in a row we've talked about Lorelai Gilmore and snow. Because she's an idol (laughs) when it comes to snow yeah yeah also the timeline of this show it starts on december 17th and ends on new year's yeah it goes by so fast well they do do uh, like a montage scene of all the different dares that they're doing so it's like time mm-hmm. is passing. <laughs> yeah. Um Okay, episode two. Lily. I don't have a love story, and that's okay. I don't need one. I have Christmas. So if you want to know anything about Lily, it's that. She's like, I don't need boys. I have Christmas. And then she doesn't have Christmas and finds boys. Yeah, because her parents she does a whole montage, like, voiceover sequence where she's talking about how much she loves Christmas and all the things that her family <laughs> does on Christmas. And then she walks in and her parents are, like, leaving to go to Fiji. Yeah. Which we later find out is because her dad is looking for a job because he lost his job. But nobody told Lily any of that because they're terrible parents. I, I have a lot to say about later episodes in that aspect. My gosh, same. But... Yeah, and then her grandpa goes to Florida because he has a girlfriend down there. So it's only Lily and her brother left. And he finds a boyfriend, like, immediately. And so Lily's all alone for Christmas. Which inspires her, with her brother's help, to write in the notebook. Mm Mm-hmm. I love Langston and Lily's relationship so much. They're just really good at pushing each other to do things like to be to go outside of their comfort zones because it was langston's idea to start the notebook and then later when langston like breaks up with his boyfriend because he's going to puerto rico for two weeks lily just calls him out and it's like you're so stupid you idiot (laughs) i love that part that was and so it's like a really healthy amount of i'm pushing you to be better but also you're dumb (laughs) yeah I feel like me and my brother are a lot like that, even though, so I'm 21 and he's 16, it's a five-year difference, but I feel like we do still push each other. Um, I thought the weirdest thing about that relationship was when she just walks in on Langston and Benny, 
and has no reaction at all. The fact that they're both naked in bed. But, like... It makes me wonder if that happens a lot. Because Langston's completely mortified and Lily's like, oh, my bad. (laughs) She's not even like that. She just continues with whatever she's talking about. Yeah, she's more upset that Langston yelled at her than that she saw Nate Langston and Benny in bed. Yeah, it also might be that she gets so tunnel visioned on one thing because she does. That's such a common theme like Christmas has to be this exact way every year or oh, I had this middle school bully and that's why I'm like this. And it just or oh, I'm obsessed with notebook boy. Lily is an incredibly flawed character. And Ash probably is too. I really appreciate them because the characters are so three-dimensional. Yeah. Even Edgar and Sophia are very three-dimensional. But Mm -hmm. I just noticed a lot of Lily's flaws in the second watch through. Which is fine. Like, I'm happy that she's a flawed character and that she's not perfect. Because there are a lot of, like, really good literature where the main characters are flawed characters. Like, The Great Gatsby. Mm Mm-hmm. And so I really appreciate the fact that she's flawed. She's just very flawed as a character. Like, a flawed person. Yeah. I mean, relatable. (laughs) Me too. I think that's why I love her so much. Like, I relate to her. Especially when she's like, you know, I'm not always positive all the time. Like... I do have this sunshine attitude and I try to look for the good in things, but it's not always there. There's not always something to look for. I'm like, dang. I did not like her at first. It was like episode three or four before I was like, oh, Lily's cool. But what? (laughs) I just thought she was so annoying. Oh, I wrote it down somewhere. I think she's cute. Yeah, she... Lily gave off the I'm different, nobody... Which Dash does, too. Just Dash is a lot cooler about it. They both give off very similar. But Lily's very much... Everyone thinks I'm weird, so I just stay at home and I make my own clothes and look at how different I am. Kind of. Which she does... Like, She's not doing it on purpose. It's very much, she's just a quirky person, but I was so annoyed with her when she first showed up on the screen. I think probably the thing, this annoyed me too, and a lot of people do this, where she, there's one little shot where she's on the subway, and she's looking at all these girls who are dressed like normal, modern, 2020 girls. Um, Not anything fancy or anything, just normal. And they're all on their phones and they go down the line and the camera shows Lily reading a book and she's kind of glaring at them and then reads her book again. I think that kind of gave off that vibe. But other than that, it was just like, oh, she's just doing her own thing. Yeah, both Dash and Lily are very judgmental characters. (laughs) Uh... Just in different ways. Yeah. Dash is very, I'm a loner, I'm cool, I read books that nobody else has read. He's very the epitome of, like, hipster. Yeah. 
And so he judges other people when they're popular and cool, while Lily is just weird and different and quirky, and so she judges people who are also popular and cool, who are yeah. normal, in a sense. Which Yeah. That's, that's why... exactly what happened at the party. Right. That's why Edgar and Sophia are exactly what Dash and Lily are both insecure about. Edgar's what yeah. Dash is insecure about, and Sophia is what Lily's insecure about, which is when they mention in that scene in the party jumping four episodes. <laughs> yeah. But at the party, Dash and Lily meet, which we'll come back but to But they that. don't... They yeah, don't really know don't... who the other is, but Lily points out Sophia... Because they're talking about how uncomfortable they are at parties. And Dash points out Edgar and goes, yeah, that guy, he's just the life of the party. Like, people, like, flock him. They really like, he understands parties. And then Lily points out Sophia and goes, yeah, and she's the center of attention. Just, like, perfect. This great model. Which is Mm -hmm. funny because Sophia and Edgar are also really flawed characters. Yeah. But. And then it. The insecurity also shows because Lily makes her own ugly Christmas sweater and it's a tree and so she shows off her sweater and Dash says to her, he compliments her, he's like, hey, nice sweater. And she's like, I know I look ridiculous. I know I look weird. And he, he's taken aback. He's like, no, I actually meant it. Like, I think it's nice. Yeah, and that comes... And Lily, I think that's a very judgmental spot for Lily because she automatically assumes that, da- not knowing who Dash is, that he, because he looks cool and because he's at this party, he's going to think she's weird because people like Edgar thought she was weird. Mm-hmm. Because he was dressed cool. So... Right. Yeah. I mean, I get it, but... It's kind of like when you act weird and then you get defensive that you're acting weird instead of just owning it. Yeah. It's like she hasn't fully made the fact that she's different part of her personality. Right. It was a flight or flight technique and Mm -hmm. she resorted to, I guess I'm just weird, but she's still really, really insecure about it. Right. And I mean, these kids are high schoolers. So, no one's found themselves yet, and they're still trying to figure everything out. It's like, well, this makes sense that a 17-year-old would be insecure about themselves. Right. It's so... That's why I love it. It's so... Like, yes, it's romantic and cute and hallmarky, but the characters are so relatable. Yeah, that's what I really appreciated about it the second time I watched it. Because the first time... I was just trying to consume the plot, and it was, right. this is the plot, oh, this is cute, they're gonna fall in love in the end, this is so fun, and then the second yeah. time, I was actually analyzing it for the podcast, and being like, okay, these are the things that I'm seeing, and mm-hmm. then I was able to step back from the plot and look at the characters as they are, and be, yeah, these people are relatable, they're three-dimensional, they have flaws. Mm-hmm. One of my notes, I think you're going to find this hilarious. I know why you love Dash. (laughs) Why? Because he is exactly like another character you're very in love with. Mr. Darcy. 
Darcy. William Darcy lives rent free in my mind. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like he's just so full of it. Honestly, (laughs) I'm better than everyone. My whole perspective. I read books and read and drink brandy in my underwear alone in my apartment because I'm cool. My whole perspective is on this has changed because now I'm thinking about it through the lens of Pride and Prejudice. My gosh. It's all there. It's it's all there. Except for the fact that Dash and Lily don't hate each other like Lizzie and Darcy do. Right. But it's all there. There's a lot of Pride and Prejudice going on. This is just, this is a Pride and Prejudice fan fiction. What have we, what have I done? (laughs) If Pride and Prejudice was modern Christmas and not quite Pride and Prejudice. Like all the characters are still there. That's really amazing. My gosh. Wow. Wow. Yeah, you're not going to be able to sleep tonight, so... I'm going to write another essay. (laughs) Just kidding. Yeah, you wrote an essay about Edgar and Sophia and completely missed the actual elephant in the room. Where were we? Episode (laughs) 3. Yeah. Oh, also the end of episode 2, when they're singing the same song on the radio. Literally, that's the cutest thing in the whole world. It does one of those split-screen video like they're both looking out the window the song on the radio comes on and they're both singing the words yeah that was super cute like i heard that song at work the other day and just got chills because i was like oh that's the song oh that's so cute oh my gosh and then river played today and i was like oh i'm screwed great (laughs) so episode three is called hanukkah and the whole point of this episode was dash sends lily on a dare to go to a Jewish funk punk band mm-hmm. concert. Underground. Underground on the seventh night of Hanukkah. And so Dash sends Lily to go clubbing. And Lily freaks out because she doesn't do things like that. Yeah. I then mirror note Ugh. So she goes to this club and she's freaking out because she's never done anything like this and she people spill drinks on her and they get mad at her. So she like runs into the bathroom, cutting in line. And on the board, on the mirror, Dash had written, get back out there, Lily. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's the cutest thing I've ever My... seen. Gosh. And it does the filmography where you get to see him writing his note before like before the party started because he had planned this out so well i was like (sighs) yeah and then it shows us lily writing back but it doesn't tell us what she wrote and then Mm -hmm. the next the next episode yeah because things go down this is the first episode where things start to get really crazy yeah the first two you just look at it and it's all cute and fun Everybody's having a good time. We introduce this book of dares. We introduce Dash and Lily. And then 
episode three, things go crazy. We yeah, get introduced- it even there's even a cold open for this episode where it's like all these dares that they're telling each other to do in the book. So that was really cool. Like just cold open dares. I was like, yes, this is crazy. Yeah, in this episode we get introduced to Edgar, and I think Sophia too. Yes. So Sophia, we I think we've been teased from the beginning because mm-hmm. Sophia is Priya's best friend and Dash's ex girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And they broke up. Dash and Sophia broke up because Sophia moved to Brazil, and she's back in town for Christmas. So I think Priya mentioned something to Dash in the first episode. Yeah, and they've been texting back and forth. Yeah, and then so then there's lots of clips of like Sophia texting Dash, like I'm back in town. Can we talk? Is this the episode where his dad gets back, or is that the next episode? I feel like, uh, no, it's five. Oh, with the mochi. Oh, okay. So basically, in this episode, we get introduced to Edgar mostly, and Sophia is the next runner five. Mm-hmm. Because Lily writes in her notebook about this school bully that she had mm-hmm. that shaped her entire life. And then they do a flashback. While she's reading what's going on, we're getting to see the scene as their little middle schoolers, as the scene plays out. Fantastic. But basically, Lily made... Gosh friendship bracelets for everybody and then edgar threw hers away and called her weird and everyone threw them on the ground yeah she's like crawling around on the ground because they're just littered all over the floor no one put it on yeah so it shapes her entire life and she's talking about how much edgar shaped her life and then she finds she sees him at the party mm-hmm. and or at the club right so. Right at her peak, where she's having the best time. She's the life of the party, and he shows up. Yeah, so she goes back out there, she starts dancing, she goes crazy, everybody thinks she's awesome, and then Edgar shows up, and she panics, and she Mm -hmm. leaves. So the plan was that she would go, she would leave the notebook with the guys, the band guys, and then Dash would pick it up the next day. But then she sees Edgar and she freaks out and she runs away and she leaves a shoe. <laughs> I love that. The be- next episode is called Cinderella. But of course. She leaves a shoe and she runs away. And so then we have our first major plot point. Or our first yeah. drama. Okay, also, just want to point out, um, so... When Dash meets Santa, there's an elf that tries to stop him. When Lily's trying to get into the club, there's a drag queen that stops her. I'm pretty sure that's the same person. It could be. Like, I'm pretty sure the elf is the drag queen, and I made a very large note in all caps about it. So, I think it's the same actor. And I was like, that's super symbolic. Am I right, ladies? I need to stop saying that. Anyways, it's fine. I also made a note about, you know how there's the meme where it's like, oh, what's the significance of the color blue in this thing? And it's like, oh, the curtains are just blue. Like, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I thought about that, but with the color red? 
Because the notebook is red and the boots are red and they both came from the same place. Interesting. They are the same actor. The door queen and the... I knew it! Yes! Get it. Yeah. That elf just shows up all the time. He just saves Christmas. So the next episode is called Cinderella and... Dash goes to the club to pick up the notebook and finds out it's not there. And so in the whole episode, he picks up the shoe and he's trying to find Lily. While also thinking that it's his fault. That yeah, Lily that didn't leave the notebook. Out. That yeah. he pushed her too hard and so she freaked. She freaked out. And while Lily's being all... Well, Lily's grandpa comes back and now she's grounded for life. So she has the notebook and she can't go anywhere. But then Dash goes to Lily's great aunt mrs basil Yee, because that's the owner of the shoe he tracks it down has this amazing speech about how much he loves lily my gosh when they talk about phantom of the opera he's trying to explain to a costume shop lady that he needs to go find the owner of the shoe and she's wearing a phantom of the opera shirt and he goes I, too, am like the Phantom of the Opera. And she, in all of her glory, goes, His name is Eric. (laughs) And I lost my mind. We don't stand the Phantom in this house. (laughs) I just thought that was so funny. It's hilarious, but the Phantom is creepy and weird. And we can't forget about that. Don't worry about it. Anyway, so he tracks down the shoe to Mrs. Vazalee gives her the shoe and then mrs basil yeet like goes to lily's grandpa and is like you need to cut it out you're being crazy yeah and then lily gets ungrounded it's also noteworthy that while he's trying to explain that he wants to meet lily to the great aunt she's like why should i let you meet her you're snarky and rude and it doesn't do you love her and he goes no i barely know her i just have this notebook and so she's roasting him from the inside out like my gosh this woman is my hero and finally she's like why does it matter that you know that she's okay like you barely know her why does it matter that she's okay after the party and finally after like 30 seconds of pause he goes because i care about her and she's like that's all I needed. I'll go find her now. Yeah, this is a good episode for Dash's development in his relationship My with Lily. Gosh. Yeah. But, like, for Dash's self-discovery. Mm-hmm. It's also cool that she goes, you know, it's the prince who returns the shoe. Like, she didn't give the shoe back. Yeah, Mrs. Vesley it- didn't. Yeah, he kept it. And they talk about the prince later. I did remember that on, like, White Christmas. (laughs) I was like, ah! Okay! It's fine. Okay. The next episode is called Sophia and Edgar. And this is when things start to go down. (laughs) Right. From, like, from five onward, the plot is just all very continuous and very connected. Mm -hmm. So, basically, Lily sends 
dash to make mochi with Japanese grandmas, and then she teaches him a lesson about listening and being still, while Dash sends Lily to a break room where you make something and then you destroy it to let out aggression. And so then Dash teaches Lily about sometimes you just need to let your emotions out. Yeah. I like those lessons. It's so ironic that she teaches him about stillness when that's literally all he's doing. Like, he sent her to Grand Central Station just to notice the stillness. He sent her there at, like, six in the morning. Yeah, I think he appreciates it, but personally, he has a lot of emotions that he doesn't know how to deal with. Pent-up rage. Yeah. He, see, okay, I like Dash. Not only is he Mr. Darcy, but he, I, like, relate to him a lot. Yeah. Yeah, we've decided that we're Dash and Lily. Can you tell which is which? (laughs) Just Dash is unable to process his emotions. He's very much a loner. He would rather be doing other things, not because he doesn't want to be with other people, but because nobody really understands him or he feels like no one can understand him, which is part of my big rant about Sophia. Yeah. (laughs) And so I like that and the fact that he doesn't know how to express his emotions very well Mm -hmm. is, like, what he's right. He's trying to teach Lily that by, like, sometimes you just need to break things. But then Lily is like, sometimes you just need to stay still and let things settle and see what happens. And that's why I relate to her. I literally made a note about it. I put, I relate to Lily because I can't just muster up that inner anger out of nowhere. Usually it just, like, stays and, like, unravels to explosion, But even that version of explosion is pretty subtle compared to most people. So both Dash and Lily are like, we don't really know how to show our emotions. We're just like trying our best. (laughs) In this episode, Dash has been lying to his parents. His mom went out of town and his dad is out of town. But he told his mom that he was staying with his dad and he told his dad he was staying with his mom. And he's been staying at his dad's house this whole time, and his dad comes back. And so then we have an awkward dinner with his dad and his dad's new girlfriend. And then Sophia shows up, because Sophia always knew how to handle Dash's dad. Like, Sophia's the life of the party. She's the poised one who knows how to start a conversation. The one who speaks for Dash. Yeah, so then we have a moment where Dash is able to express himself without Sophia. Yeah. Which she's, like, so blown away by. Because Lily told him to listen to his mochi. Which his dad ate. Yeah, that was so so upsetting. I was so upset about that both times. The second time, I was like, can't believe this happened. Gosh. But also in this episode, Edgar invites Lily to a slam poetry night. And then Lily doesn't want to go because she doesn't like Edgar. But then her parents, or Langston tells her that his dad's up, her dad's up for a job in Fiji. And if he gets it, Lily's going with them. Yeah. And Lily gets all upset and she has lots of rage and she gives this speech. She destroys snowmen. Yeah. That also upset me because somebody spent a lot of time on that. And <laughs> it wasn't right. her. But even so, like, it also kept my point of like 
her version of exploding was destroying snowmen, which were probably going to melt the next day anyways. But it was a good symbolic moment for her. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so she gives this poetry, like, she goes up on the stage with this line poetry and talks about how much she hates life and how much she hates Edgar. And then the two really good points about this is, one, somebody calls out, maybe he liked you, and then mm-hmm. she goes off. Like, I'm so tired of girl- guys pulling girls' hairs and we're just supposed to be like, oh, they like us. Yeah, I'm tired of boys pulling our pigtails and calling it cute. Yes. Ugh! Go, Lily. But then she's going on about how she wished she could just wish she could have stood up to Edgar and told him all of her feelings and just like stood up for herself then. But she goes, Oh, I was only 12 years old. And then Edgar stands up and goes, So was I. Yes, that got me. That hurt. Before oh I watched this episode, gosh. I had texted Jade and told her. That I have lots of opinions about Edgar and none of them are positive. And then I rewatched that episode again. And I went, okay, my feelings about Edgar are a lot more complicated now. <laughs> right. No, he's still a d-bag. Yeah, I have. I was like, I really, really want to hate Edgar, but I can't fully hate him. No, I hate him because he's not a bully anymore. He's just an idiot. <laughs> right. He's just. Yeah. Like, when... So, Edgar found Lily after the party. He got on Instagram and found out she went to a dog park and literally stalked her. And I was so angry at her. I went, why would you give him the time of day when you know he stalked you? Why would... Why? And then agree to go out with him. I yeah. was so mad. So they have but a heart. She, they have a heart to heart. Looking for someone to love her. Yeah, they have a heart to heart. Edgar invites her to the Christmas Eve party where Dash and Lily meet for the first time. So my thoughts on Edgar are: I really, really do not like him, and I wish I could fully hate him. But I also understand his importance to the plot. And right. He stands as Dash's foil. He needs to be there, but that doesn't mean he's not the worst. Yeah. Because I was right thinking about it, and I go, I don't like Edgar, and I think that entire plot point is really stupid, but I recognize that he had to be there so that we could have that good scene at the Christmas Eve party. Yeah. But then I was thinking about it more, and I was like, Edgar really is everything that Dash wishes he was. Mm-hmm. And that... That talks about, I'm talking about Sophia in a second, but Sophia goes on and on and on about Dash's girl on a pedestal. Yeah. And that we all have this girl or this significant other in our head that this is what we want them to be. Or when we meet someone like this is who we're making them out to be, but that's not really who they are. Yeah. And so like Dash, like Edgar and Sophia really represent that for like, it's what Lily thinks Sophia is Dash's girl in her head, and then Dash thinks Edgar is Lily's guy in her yeah. head. And I just really appreciate watching that and being like, okay, they're cle- Edgar and Sophia are clearly really wrong for Dash and Lily, yeah. especially because 
Lily could only be with Edgar when she was at her lowest point. Edgar made her feel small to the point that she was desperate for affection, and the only person she knew how to get it from was from Edgar. Yeah. Well, both Edgar and Sophia don't force the other person to grow and be better. While Dash and Lily do inspire each other to be better. Now, Sophia. (laughs) Well, I was also going to say, after the slam poetry thing, um, Lily... So, Edgar invited her to a party to say sorry. He's like, hey, I know I wasn't jerk in middle school. Let me take you to a Christmas Eve party where all the stuff goes down. And... She says yes on the microphone for everyone to hear. And so he asks her out and suddenly he looks like the hero. Yeah. I hated that. I was like, are you kidding me? Like, he's the worst. Asks her out. He's like, oh, I'm sorry for all the horrible things I did. Will you please go out with me? And she says yes, and suddenly he's the hero. Instead of her for getting over her biggest... Yeah. And then at the part, the Christmas Eve party, he, like, immediately ditches her. Yeah. And leaves her alone. And then... At the end, he, like, says some really nice stuff to her. And he's like, I'm sorry that I left you. And then later he kisses her, and it's just a big mess. Ugh. Sophia, on the other hand, I had positive feelings about her, and then I started thinking more about it, and I was like, wait a minute, she's also kind of the worst. But in a more snake-like way. In a more deceitful, not-so-obvious kind of way. Sophia is incredibly manipulating and condescending. Yeah. She also ruined everything as soon as things got good for Dash. Like, as soon as he saw the Believe sign, she texted Sophia is consistently trying to make Dash the girl in the guy in her head. Yes. She's actively trying to change Dash into being a different person. So hypocritical. And I really despise that about her. And there's just a lot of things that she say. She says the line after they go to dinner with her with his Dash's dad. She goes, oh, there's a party with some friends for school if you're not too socially exhausted. It just really bugged me in a, like, it's not a, like, a line that would be bothersome, but it comes off to me as a, I'm not, I don't really understand you, I'm just pretending like I understand you, and I know that you get socially exhausted. Okay, see, I liked that line. That's weird that I... I have a huge rant in my notes that I wasn't actually going to talk about, but I really, really despise the Enneagram. So, Enneagram type 5s, all of the memes are about, like, 5s just want to be left alone and, like, isolation and they don't like talking to people. And I really, really despise that about that because I don't like to be isolated. I don't, like, I spend so much of my day alone. And, like, I do need it. Like, I do get really socially exhausted. I drain really fast. But I feel like I get to a point in a lot in my life where people don't invite me to things because they just expect that I don't want to do it that way. I would rather be alone. Right. And so I just, that's just something that I'm really, like, I would rather me tell you I don't want to do this because I'm exhausted right now 
than for you to just be like, if you're not this. Yeah. Like, I don't. Just assume. I, yeah, I never want people to make assumptions about me. And so that's why that bothered me. It's because she was doing it in a nice way, but it was still like, if you're not this, like, just ask him and then have enough faith that he'll tell you no. Right. Instead of making a declarative statement, ask, hey, are you too socially exhausted? There's this party I know about. Like, do you want to go? Yeah. Okay. I, I see your point. I liked that line because I thought it was nice that she thought about it. But I also see that point of, oh. Also, the tone that she took for that line, I was like, hmm. Interesting. Yeah. And then... We've gotten, we're 56 minutes into this, and we have not talked about Boomer once. I so, know, I thought about that. So I was like, oh, Now no. I'm going to do it. Boomer is Dash's best friend. Mm-hmm. And Dash really does Boomer dirty. But Boomer comments that whenever Dash starts to hang out with Sophia, he changes into a different person. Yeah. And that Sophia starts speaking for him. Sophia showed up and changed Dash's entire wardrobe, and, like, Dash just lets it happen. And Boomer tells him, like, Lily did all these good things for you. Like, you changed as a person and then Sophia showed up and you're just resorting back to what you were. Mm-hmm. And it just also, like, Edgar makes Lily feel small, Sophia makes Dash feel small. They, yeah. Edgar and Sophia are hindering Dash and Lily's growth while Dash and Lily make Dash and Lily grow. <laughs> And so do Langston and Boomer. Yeah. You get it. I just really, really loved the growth themes throughout this whole show. Yeah. And just understanding that, like, life is growth. If you're not growing, if you're not surrounding yourself with people that are making you grow, like, get new friends. Yeah. But my last point on Sophia is that Sophia is redeemable. While Edgar's just an idiot. And he doesn't ever do anything to make you like him. No. That's why I loved it when on New Year's, instead of kissing anyone, he drank. Because that's what he deserved. Loneliness. Yeah. After the Christmas Eve party, Sophia takes Dash to a museum after dark because it's a bunch of rich kids and they know people. And then the episode ends with them, like, making out. Mm-hmm. And so then we're left like, oh no, Dash doesn't love Lily anymore. But then the next episode, we see that Dash tells her, tells Sophia that I don't want to get back together with you. And then Sophia accepts that, which I really appreciate. Yeah. I don't know if she fully understands where Dash is coming from, but she tells Dash that she just went back to him because he's comfortable. Mm-hmm. And so I appreciate the fact that Sophia took the rejection and grew from it and moved on. To the point that she became Dash's biggest ally in the end. Yeah. She was right by his side when she he was trying to get Lily back. Mm-hmm. And so I appreciate that about Sophia. That she's condescending and manipulative, but she also knows when she's lost. Yeah. She also has the best line at the end, which we'll talk about that later. It's fantastic. Yeah. So they go to a Christmas party, they meet, they have a really cute, great conversation where they connect, and you're like, oh, they're perfect for each other. The best meet-cute in the whole world. <laughs> yeah. And then they compare Edgar and Sophia, and then they find out that Dash is here with Sophia and Lily is here with Edgar, and it's kind of just a shocking moment for them. 
Mm-hmm. And then Dash and Sophia run off, and then Lily goes home. Yeah. Also, Boomer was wearing a diehard sweater. And he, like, he just had this blank stare when someone was like, oh, I've never seen it. And he's just like... I think it was pretty does, does not compute. Yeah. So offended. I was like, yes. At please. the party when Priya asks, okay, do we watch Home Alone or Home Alone 2? And then Dash goes on, really? The New York geography in Home Alone 2 is awful. And then he goes on about it and he goes, nevertheless, I love the movie. Let's watch Home Alone 2. And Lily's the only one that laughed. Dude, that was <laughs> so funny. My gosh. It just, it was one of those moments where it proved like, Oh, maybe this would have worked. That was actually one of my questions. I was thinking, like, would they have worked without the notebook? And that little interaction, plus them getting food together, Mm -hmm. that kind of proved to me, like, maybe it would have without the notebook. And the notebook might have screwed things up a little bit. But at the same time, it also taught them how to open up out loud. Yeah, that's one of, I think, I don't know if Dash and Lily would last long term. They have a lot of communication issues that they need to work through. Isn't that every plot of every movie ever? But they also, they like, they're both very judgmental. They're jumping to judge each other first. They don't communicate freely. They, they act like, once they get to a point where they're in a relationship, they immediately put up walls with each other. Yeah. Until the very end when they, like, break them down again. But, like, in the car at the end of episode 7, they're, like, immediately putting up walls with each other. So I'm like, I don't know if they would work long term. It's definitely a cute story. But they, even if they don't work long time, I'm okay with it. Because they both learned a lot from their Mm -hmm. time together. Dash taught Lily to be brave. And Lily taught Dash to be vulnerable. And they, like, open themselves up. And they're better people. Whether or not the relationship continues. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, do you want to add another thing to the list of reasons I hate Edgar and um, always will? <laughs> sure. All caps. Edgar saw that Lily was completely hammered and kissed her anyways. Yeah. So, for context here, <laughs> um, Dash tells Lily through the notebook that I'll tell you my name on Christmas... I'll give the notebook to Miss Basil E, and then she'll put it under your tree. And then Lily wakes up, and the notebook's not there, so she goes to Miss Basil E's, like, freaking out. And it's because Dash slept overnight in the museum with Sophia, and didn't get the notebook to Miss Basil E on time. And then while she Lily's at Miss Basil E's, her, like, caroling troop texts her and goes, Come drinking with us, which is... Her adult Why? friends, her adult friends are literally the worst. The- how would they let her into the bar? That's what I want to know. Well, I think you're allowed in bars. Even if you're, I don't think you're allowed to buy alcohol. Like, I, I think they check you at the... I've never been to a bar, Jade. But I, I genuinely don't think you're allowed in. Because of things like this. Yeah. Her adult friends are literally the worst. Gosh. They make her... They tell her to make a series of bad decisions. So, Lily's there. She's upset because she doesn't have the notebook. And Dash left to Sophia. And she figured it. She's like, figured all this out. That 
dashes Dash and Dash left with Sophia and she's upset mm-hmm. and she gets really drunk and her adult friends go, well, why text Edgar and tell him that you wanted him to kiss you? And so she does and then Edgar shows up and they kiss. And then at this point, obviously, Dash walks in. Yeah. With so the notebook that... and with the boot. Yes. And then suddenly it turns into Hamilton and goes, rewind. <laughs> and you go back to, uh, where do you go to, back like to? Like the night before. The, the, yeah, that morning. The night. Yeah. Um, it, like, it oh, rewinds yeah, to them waking I... up and him freaking out. Yeah, I did a note that was like, Dash is kissing Sophia and he's like I'm kissing you but I'm thinking about her yeah and I'm like ah that got me okay he's he's a hopeless romantic I swear I swear he needs to marry me um (laughs) anyways it's fine (laughs) don't worry about it um yeah and so he eventually figures out where Lily is goes running Gets movie tickets for this movie they've been talking about, Collation, which I want to be a real thing. Yeah, it's, it's a like Pixar a... movie about a stapler, and the, of course, the leading lady is literally a blank sheet of paper, and I thought that was hilarious. Yeah. Um, and so um, I just love how they like playfully made fun of Pixar. <laughs> oh, it was fantastic! It was so great. Because um, everybody, every time they talked about the movie, they're like, "Oh, I cried," because everybody always cries in Pixar movies. Yeah. He's like, oh, it's sad? And the movie theater clerk goes, out of joy. <laughs> oh, so good. So he he goes running into the bar, sees all this has happened, and now everything's clicked. Everything's together. And he's like, dude, what are you doing? And she's all drunk and she goes, wait, it's you. How'd you find me? All this stuff. And Dash's entire world comes crashing down because he knows what all's happened. He sees that he's kissing or that she's kissing his worst nightmare. He's he's like, she's kissing who I wish I was. Mm-hmm. And he still protects her anyways because Edgar's like, oh, I'll take her home. It's fine. I'll take her home. And he goes, no, I'm taking her. And I was like, yeah. Ah! Ah! Okay. And then they have a, like, they talk in the car on the way back. And Mm -hmm. this is when they immediately, like, start putting up walls. Yeah. Then they start, like, really judging each other. Mm -hmm. Lily accuses Dash of going home, like, go- leaving Sophia, and she's like, you wore- you left the party in those clothes, I'm not dumb, like, I know you spent the night with Sophia. Yeah, you didn't and tell like, me you were spending time with your ex-girlfriend, you lied to me. Yeah, and then he gets mad at her because he- she was kissing Edgar, and then he goes, well, I told Sophia that we, like, we broke up a year ago and we weren't getting back together, and then Lily goes, well, I'm not with Edgar, I just have never been kissed and I wanted to be with you, but you left. Yeah. And so they're immediately putting all of the blame for the situations they're in on each other. Right. Which is not healthy. No. And then Dash goes and he gets all upset at Boomer because Lily mentions that her and Boomer have met. And Dash gets upset that Boomer never told him. And then, mm. like, the episode ends, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. And then well, her Dash pa- writes a letter in the car. Yeah. He's writing in the notebook... 
in the car about how everything's failed, everything's torn apart. They do a montage and Dash went to collation by himself. And like, as the letter's going and as you see all this stuff happening, literally that was the point I cried. I was like, no, it literally got to this point and the letter's so sad. It's so upsetting. He's like, I've given up. Like, this never yeah. was going to work out. We set ourselves up for failure. Like, bye. Merry Christmas. Yeah. And then Lily's parents told that, tell her that he got her dad got the job in Fiji and they're leaving next week. Yeah. And the episode ends and you're like, well, everything's ruined. But there's one more episode. So, of course, not everything's ruined. Of course not. So, the next episode is takes place on New Year's Eve. Mm-hmm. And Lily, like, writes a letter back to Dash. That's, yeah. like, I understand that we're not going to work out, but, like, I'm moving. Thank you for this experience. Bye. And, and then Dash how she basically stopped believing in Christmas. And he almost started crying. And so then he freaks out letter. because that's yeah. not Lily. And that he, like, crushed Lily's spirit. And so he gets the gang back together. And it does a very, like typical tv show thing where they gather everybody that's been in prior episodes together to solve this one mystery and then nick jonas shows up (laughs) (laughs) yeah they go to a jonas brothers concert i came to a jonas brothers concert for you (laughs) and of course it solves everything in boomer's life and i just need a best friend like that wait a minute uh wait (laughs) i'm also confused (laughs) hang on so they solve everything, and then these is the well, part. Well, Nick Jonas solves everything. Yeah, Nick Jonas gives an inspiring speech that they interrupt and then run out. <laughs> Sophia also does the inspiring thing. So before you continue on, I wrote it down word for word because I was so interested in this because he's talking about the shoe and all this stuff, and Sophia goes, People think fairy tales are for girls, but who do you think wrote them in the first place? Men see every girl as a princess to be rescued, and they see themselves as the prince. And, like, Basile had been talking about, oh, well, the prince returns the shoe. Like, it all just kind of comes to this moment of, he's not the prince trying to save the princess, He's just trying to do the right thing. He's just trying to show his real feelings for her. But then he also is the prince rescuing the princess from leaving forever. Yeah. We have this whole montage. While this is happening, Dash is, like, getting together this big romantic night. We see Lily with her family, like, preparing to leave. Mm-hmm. And I, I found this episode either really dumb or too rushed i don't know what too rushed yeah like the way everything just worked out perfectly i was like eh, all right it could have gone on for one more episode i think yeah because it's happening and they're doing this whole like new year's thing with lily's family and like japanese tradition like all these things and then lily's grandpa gives like grandparents in asian culture they give them money on new year's and so he like gives a speech about how much lily's disappointed him and then lily fights Mm -hmm. back yeah she stood up for herself and to her family yeah and i was like dang girl she would have never done that without dash just saying yeah i'm also not sure if that's a good thing 
I mean, like, it wasn't in a disrespectful, okay, it was kind of disrespectful, yeah. but also this they whole... needed to be called out. Yeah, this whole episode, I've just, like, I'm not a parent, so I don't know how I'd react, but it's just a lot of Lily actively disobeying her parents. She yeah. tells her grandpa that she has been doing all these things, that she has been sneaking out, that she has been running around town looking with, with this boy. She has, she did get drunk. She, like, she did this all on her own free will and that she's not ashamed of it. And that, well, she says that all of the mistakes she made are her own. So she does recognize their mistakes. And then she calls her grandpa out for his relationship that he just abandoned and calls Langston out for his relationship that he abandoned. And, and like all the these parents things. for deciding to uproot her entire life in a week. Yeah. So then I'm like, I'm upset at the parents because they didn't trust their daughter enough to tell them that this huge dramatic thing was happening. Yeah. That's just irresponsible. Yeah. But then also, like, Lily does not prove herself to be the most responsible adult. I feel like it's, it's one of those very... situations where she's just been the perfect child and they haven't really needed to discipline her. And so when she starts doing all this stuff, they don't really know what to do. Like, they know she's hungover and do nothing about it. Yeah, they're just like, oh, we'll talk about it. But it also, like, the parents don't really know what to do. But it also, from Lily's perspective, feels like Ariel and the Little Mermaid, where she's like... I'm a teenager. Like, you need to start treating me like an adult. Yeah. Which, like, Lily's 17, so she's really close to being an adult. And I do think it's really unfair that her parents are like, you have to move to Fiji with us. Yeah. But then as they're on the way to the airport, Lily just gets out of the taxi and runs to the strand. Yeah. And I'm like, that's not okay. Like, but then, so that's when I'm like, like, my parents would have been so upset if I had done that. And then while yeah. she's at the Strand, her grandpa calls her and is like, you can stay, everything worked out. And I'm like, she's not even going to get disciplined for this? like, Yeah. And then even the one time she does get disciplined, the next episode, the, dis- the like consequence goes away. Yeah. It just, everything turns up Lily. In a way that yeah. I think is a little bit unrealistic. Yeah, I I really do believe, like, she's always just been the perfect child. The perfect little weirdo who stays home with her grandparents and, uh, like, and makes her own little crafts and plays board games and feeds dogs at the dog park and does no wrong. So, this all just feels like it's not her. So, they're probably all just in shock going, what do we do with this information? Like, they expect the worst out of Langston, but they (laughs) never saw this coming from her, and so none of them know what to do about it. Yeah. It also feels like Rory's character development in Gilmore Girls, where I'm like, is this a good growth that's happening? Right. Like, on a surface level, like, Lily is more bold and she's more confident in herself, but also in the path to be that way she's disobeying Mm -hmm. her parents and being rebellious and like not being respectful to authority yeah so i mean i still really liked it that's just the last episode kind of was like weird to me yeah it was really rushed it's rushed they like i mean they fit like an entire day's worth of stuff in one single episode and then also lily just is really disrespectful to her family and is very rebellious in this episode. 
Mm-hmm. And then everything, it, and then the show ends, and everything just turns out great. And I'm like, that's not okay. Those things that she did. Yeah. And then even when she's at the strand with Dash, she goes, "Oh, my parents don't know where I am, so I'll just stay here with you instead of trying to like get out of the situation." Yeah. I thought. Um, I think the best part about that episode is in the strand. The little ornaments. Yeah, the strand scene was really cute. Fantastic. The, when she goes, why is it so hard to like to say this in person and not in a book? And then she just kisses him. That was super cute. That was adorable. And then he's all confused. She's and like, he got all the little snacks that he dared her, that they like dared each other to eat. And there's all these little ornaments of every adventure they went on. Yeah, so it ends really cute. It's just a little rushed. Yeah. You know what's a mood? Sitting in a bookstore bay window, kissing on New Year's while fireworks are going off. Honestly, yeah. What a vibe. I was watching it again, and I was like, I don't even know if I want to meet a cute boy with a notebook in a bookstore. I just want to go on a book adventure. Like a scavenger yeah. hunt like that. Yeah. Should do it. We should just make a notebook and do it for ourselves, for each other. No, like to a boy. What if we meet weirdos? See, she also took that risk. <laughs> yeah, that was the other thing I thought about. I was like, I want to do this and just see what happens. See if like some weird thirty-year-old guy finds it. Honestly, <laughs> probably nothing would happen. Yeah. Or the bookstore people would catch it before we got too far. <laughs> Dang it. But it's cute. Do you have any and closing thoughts? The very ending picture ended on a little ornament that was a red notebook. I love the filmography. Yeah, in the review that I read, it said there were a lot of these things in this show seemed like they were too good yeah for the for the kind of show that it was like the filmography and the music and all of those things were just like they were movie quality for a limited series on netflix i'm not complaining right i really enjoyed it but it was like very professionally i mean it's like way more done than it needed to be thank you nick jonas we love you and everybody else who worked on it (laughs) well yeah yeah, I'm sure his money helped, though. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying. He got free publicity just getting to do a Christmas song. It's true. <laughs> so, what do you rank this? My gosh! A nine. I... If you had asked me three days ago, I would have said a seven. Oh. And then I started analyzing more, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to give it a nine. Yes! Yes! So, that gives it a ranking of a nine. We stand a nine in this house. It's just really good. I would definitely recommend it to everyone that I know. I literally did. I texted my youth leader 
who we both know and love very well. And she goes, oh, that's so funny. You know me so well. I already binged watched the entire thing. And I was like, yeah, of course you did. <laughs> it's just very cute and it's got its flaws, but what doesn't? Yeah, and it's got all the good hallmarky feels with a good plot. And it's deep. Yeah, and it's deep, and it has some really good thematic things, like mixed race and oh, yeah. gender identity, and all was, these things are just so... Oh, I was going to so talk about good. that, too. But the representation in this? Everything's so entwined and so good, and it... Oh my gosh. That there's only two white main characters in the whole cast, and everybody else is a person of color. Yes. And I really, really appreciate that. Like, it's not percentage-wise proportionally representative, but I think it's needed. Yeah. And so I just liked it. I'm like, these are people that have, like, never, like, people of color don't get represented like that, where it's not about their race. Yeah. They're just high schoolers who meet, and they go to school together, and they hang out. Yeah, the only time it's ever really mentioned is when Lily's doing her slam poetry and she's like, I got bullied for being too Asian. And I was like, oh. Yeah, and well. when they do the New Year's stuff, like, they're doing Asian traditions. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, that was a very that, big thing. The fact that Boomer's Black is never talked about. The fact that Priya's Middle Eastern is never talked about. Because it doesn't know. matter. Yeah, they it doesn't just... matter. It it's so exists. fantastic. That's literally, it's so nice because after everything that's gone on in 2020, like, that's so different. It's how it should be. Mm -hmm. It should just be a normal thing. And I think that's also a New York thing because I yeah. had a, I had a professor who said, you would hear a million different languages just walking down a block and it didn't matter. Nobody cared. And now moving, he moved to Texas and he's like, everyone cares about race? Why? Yeah, that's one of the reviews that I read also said that hidden within the story, it also feels like a love letter to New York. Yeah. And I'm like, that's really sweet. It definitely is. I, I saw that throughout the entire thing. I was like, this is so great. So, we need to wrap up, because my dog needs to go outside. <laughs> but, thanks for listening. Watch this if you haven't already. We told you everything about the plot, but it's just that good that you need to experience it. And, yes. somebody wants to analyze Dash and Lily as if it's Pride and Prejudice, email us at curlycriticspod at gmail.com. Let us know who you think you are as one of the characters. And if you're Edgar, go away. Stop. Stop. <laughs> if you're be Edgar, better. be better. <laughs> be a better person. You can be a better Edgar. Yeah. Just, yeah. Just be better. Yeah. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at CurlyCriticsPod. Give us five stars. Follow us. Subscribe. All the things. Binge watch Dash and Lily with the Christmas tree on, a blanket, and some hot chocolate. Just watch the whole dang thing. You're gonna love it. Yeah. Thanks for watching.
listening, whatever you're doing. 